0: Um, so anyway, one of my biggest problems okay. with the Gatlinburg trip yeah. was the fact that this my family, chaos. it was terrible. My family of four, we stayed in a hotel room with two beds. Nope. That was one room and a bathroom. I didn't have a moment of privacy for four days.
1: No, sir.
0: That also means I didn't whack it for four days. (laughs)
1: That's right, a load of BS, the podcast that will treat you better than that douchebag Nick ever did. Yeah I am joined as always by the man the B, which stands for best, stands for better than all the rest. Stands for Blake Tanner.
0: Hello. And uh as always, we are here with the S, which means super awesome son of a gun. Keep going. Oh, I'm out of S's. Supreme. Yep. Supreme. Supreme. Su- s- sloth. Not non-slothy. Uh,
1: Sexy beast, baby. I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Scotty uh, Moore. That's
0: my name. I'm really, I'm really preoccupied trying to catch this caterpie. I'm sorry. Damn it, Blake!
1: It's it's already. I honestly thought Pokemon Go would die after a week, but no. Pokemon Go refuses to die. Mm-hmm. Although the servers don't. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, I've told you, Blake. I have my own version of Pokemon Go where I go to uh, various homeless people in Orlando, give them $10 to get in the back of my car, and then I take them to uh, heroin dens that I refer to as Pokegyms, and uh, I toss them all in. And I force them to fight for their money. And if they win, they get all their money, and they're my official Pokemon. What level is your highest? Um, I've got a level 75 uh, cocaine addict, who I've uh, nicknamed Jerry. And oh, you should see Jerry when he gets in there. He is a mangy thing. He took out a level 37 man in a wheelchair <laughs> last week. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. Um, but, Blake, we we can have all this levity. We can have all these jokes. But I need to let you know that uh, a beautiful change happened in my life last week. Uh, I was introduced to uh, a beautiful woman named uh, Kate McKinnon. And, and uh, I'll be honest with you. If it was possible to marry fictional characters, I uh, you would be talking to Mr. Jillian Holtzman right now. Because I don't give a shit what the internet says. Uh, the new Ghostbusters was amazing. Holtzman it, was amazing. And, you know uh, what? Uh, when
0: the, once the movie came out, I actually heard that it started getting really good reviews. Yeah,
1: because it's amazing. It's so fun. It's so good. And ghosts are beautiful. And uh, Jillian's beautiful. In, in fact, um, I, I didn't run this by you, but I did change our Patreon perks. Uh, you know, on our Patreon, if uh, if you... Pledge a dollar a month, uh, you get a shout-on on the podcast. If you pledge $5, you get motivational videos from me and Blake. Uh, If you pledge a whole Kate McKinnon, um, you actually get to replace me on the podcast because I will uh, go on to be with Kate McKinnon for the rest of my life. She's a beautiful woman.
0: uh, Could only Kate McKinnon pledge a Kate McKinnon?
1: Um, Look, I'm not saying people have money enough to buy Kate McKinnon? Because Kate McKinnon is a, uh, she's a woman beyond money. She does not me- need money. She, uh, she is a woman of the spirit. A woman of my spirit. And damn, she can pull off that hairstyle. You know the worst In some part, strange ways. That's my hairstyle. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not even like a romance thing. It's not even a, I, it's not a, I love her, it's a, I want to be her thing. Uh, it's just like, it's already my Halloween costume. It's my obsession. Jillian Holtzman is, is my life. Huh.
0: That that hair is just, it's just a non-colored version of some kind of capital citizen from the Hunger Games.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure she gets complimented on it as much as I do, which is insane. I don't know if it's uh, years and years of self-loathing and hatred, but it still kind of shocks me when I have normal hair and people are like, hey, nice hair. And I'm like, what? No. You know, you know, no, you, like you don't hair. understand. <laughs> it could have been so
2: much better. It's not rainbow colors. It had it's rainbow colors.
0: <laughs> uh, that rainbow hair was cool, though.
1: Man, my rainbow hair was bomb as hell. Uh, mm. So that was how my <laughs> week has gone, uh, building a shrine to Kate McKinnon. How's, yep. how, how was your week? Alright, so Scotty, I went on vacation last week
0: to... Uh, The the Blakey on vacay. Yeah, one of the greatest places that just reverberates the feeling of being in the South. Oh, yeah. Uh, There are just... Uncle Tom's Cabin?
1: Was that where you went?
0: Oh, yes. The most... the most yeah, southern place you can be. But no, I went to I went to Gatlinburg. It was really nice. It's in the mountains. Uh, really picturesque. Yeah. All shit. And I shared a one-bedroom hotel room. Oh uh, yeah. All of my family members. No, that's not a thing you do ever. You don't. My parents, my mother, no. my father, no. and my brother of fourteen Ugh. in a room that was probably. Twelve feet by thirty feet, so and you could go nowhere. in What that you're zone.
1: saying is your family is dead now. You're a man on the run.
0: <laughs> I ran all the way back here. I was like, <laughs> you super, didn't even take scum. the keys to the car. You were like, let's just go, guys. It, it, the boiling point was actually when we were eating at Bubba Gump's. Uh-huh. I flipped the table and I just outright crushed my parents. Oh
1: my threw god! Through my brother. Threw a How window. heavy is the table at Bubba Gums? It was
0: pretty damn heavy, but uh, it, it was nowhere cl- close to my uh, one rep max on deadlift.
1: Of course. <laughs> is it because uh, is it because the waiter came over and asked a trivia question and? Uh... Fuck those trivia questions, <laughs> Bubba Gumps. Because they're all based on Forrest Gump, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah
0: thought, uh Bubba Gumps, the food was good, but I hate when people force me into being social, it's bullshit.
1: Unless it's, uh, at, uh, Dirty, what is it, Dirty Dicks? Dirty, dirty Dicks, Dicks Last Resort. Dicks Last Resort, where you can just be an asshole to everybody, which is kind of uh, being social. Yeah, I'm really sad that we never went to Dicks. Did you ever hear the story about, it was like a Dicks-style restaurant? But the uh, the sheer anger and passion that erupted between a patron and her wa- their waitress led to them like having sex in the back because they just had to get some hate out. I think I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> w- welcome to why we need to go to Dick's because we're that terrible of human beings. We can make some people that angry. Yeah, man. Dick's, Dick's last resort is literally the antithesis of everything Gatlinburg is. Yeah, there's, and there's one in fucking Gatlinburg. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how, like... I feel like the dicks d- in Gatlinburg involves them, like, s- being slightly unkempt. Like, I don't even think they would be mean. I think they apologize after every slightly mean comment. It's like southern mean, so you get nothing but, oh,
0: bless your heart. Yeah, if that's a, <laughs> that's gotta be what it is.
1: Oh, Wouldn't you it- love, though, if it was just someone who was really, really bad at being mean? Uh yeah, I think I'll have a cheeseburger. Oh well why would you want the
2: cheeseburger, you (laughs) fat oh (laughs) just starts starts crying.
0: (laughs) I can't say it, I'm sorry. Think very carefully about the next letter you're going to use. Oh, fat. There you go. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh. fat and yeah the fat cheeseburger person which is uh why i actually used to not go out to eat on my own because i was afraid i would be a uh i would i was all right we, we about to get real we about to get real on the podcast almost starved freshman year of college because i couldn't go out to eat on my own because i was afraid people would think i'm just a fatty eating cheeseburgers and that's how me and Blake became best friends because Blake would go eat with me and would stop me from dying.
0: Scotty bought all of my meals.
1: So, just to get real on the podcast for a minute, if uh, Blake was not in existence, I would be dead. And if I was not in existence, uh, Blake would not have had subpar food from the years of 2011 to 2012. Oh, wow.
0: For weeks at a time.
2: <laughs>
1: Every day. Every damn day. Bacon double cheeseburgers. Um, so yeah, did you go to Dollywood? Up the
0: Gatlinburg's? To Dolly, went to Do- Oh, we went to Dollywood. <laughs> saw oh, no. Dolly Parton's plastic plastered face everywhere. I'm happy you said face. <laughs> yep. Oh, we saw everything of Dolly Parton that was made of plastic.
1: <laughs> it was uh, unpleasant. So what's, okay, I mean, I don't, I want to spoil this, but what, what was the ride that you told me about? Oh, God.
0: Okay, so there are some great roller coasters at Dollywood, mm-hmm. and then there's this one roller coaster called Burning Fury.
2: <laughs> it's
0: an indoor <laughs> coaster, and it's barely a roller coaster at all. So you walk in, I want you to paint, I want you to paint this picture. Okay. It uh, is...
1: To uh, to yep. me and to all of our listeners, just close your eyes. Go on this ride with us. Mm-hmm.
0: Now imagine you are back in the eighteen hundreds, sometime what? around there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When uh, and you're walking into town, and there's a fire station, like an old timey fire station. It was mm-hmm. ineffective as fuck because fire stations back then couldn't do dick. Yep. So you're walking into this fire station, and The line is you walking through the station, and there's, like, pictures of heroic firemen and shit, and you get in, like, this weird-ass cart, and it's just a pull-down bar that sits at your lap. And it's like, oh boy, welcome to the fireman's ball, (laughs) and we're doing fire stuff, because it's a fire station.
1: Are you sure this isn't, like, a slow ride? It's not a... It's, it's not like a dark ride or something? It is a dark ride, and it's a slow ride.
0: Oh, okay. They, they classify uh, it as a roller coaster. They're liars. Yep. And it takes you through, and it's like, oh, man, we're going to be, like, inside burning buildings and shit, and we're going to be going up and down, and it's going to be fast and real cool. I'm enjoying this. I'm liking it, this concept you're it, painting. But then you ride through, and you just you're riding into fucking Tombstone at night. You pass the saloon, and there's just some dudes drinking, and some <laughs> animatronics turn twisting around and dancing and shit. How good? How and
1: good are the animatronics? We're saying
0: they're they could barely be classified as animatronics. <laughs> they're they're puppets on a pole. Okay, that's okay. Um. And then you're like, oh, look, that's a that's a building, and that's another building. We're obviously just driving around town. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, shit, that building's on fire because there's orange lights in the windows.
1: Oh, really? So they didn't even, like, use real pyro or anything? No. Nope. Okay, why not? Dollywood. And it's like, okay.
0: Then all of a sudden it gets really dark, and then you just go down like a dip. And it's like, oh, shit, it's a dip. And then <laughs> they're like... Oh man, it's a fire, because now the whole fucking town's on fire for some reason. But it's still like. That's how fires worked in the past, Blake, don't you know? Yeah, and we're the fucking fire department. We can't do shit, so we just ride past it. Until you get to this railroad crossing sign, and you turn a corner, and there's just a fucking light that's a train that you're about to run into because you're on the train tracks for Uh, some reason, facing an oncoming
1: train. But no! You're the most ineffective fire department of all time! And then you dip
0: under the train, so somehow you drive your fire truck under the train to avoid the train, and that's it.
1: Okay, so uh, I've not been to many theme parks. I have been to Disney, and I know a very important thing at uh, the world of Disney is to tell a story with your ride. And uh, the story I'm getting from this ride is that in the past, the way firefighters operated was to kind of just drive by fires, (laughs) drive out of the town onto train tracks, almost get hit by a train, and uh, that that entered a secret code that allowed them to tunnel into the earth like mole people. Am I it's getting just, that correct? Am, am I getting that all right? That's, okay, that's, that's
0: basically what I got from it. Yeah, that was my <laughs> takeaway. Yeah, that's how shit works in the past. And the only way, the only reason that I had fun on that ride actually was because um. All right, so you know that uh, I've been—I was a camp teacher for a couple of years, so uh, yeah. I worked with a lot of kids.
1: Mm.
0: So, and we both—we both worked with children a lot, and we've realized that children are the greatest thing in the world because they're the most fun people to hang out with.
1: Yeah, they're not boring as shit like adults. Exactly.
0: So, I was sitting on my own because my dad and my brother, who also rode the ride, got into the car ahead of me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to go through this alone. This is going to be boring as shit. But then, like, this mother and her two uh, daughters were coming up, and they found out, you know, that they couldn't sit three in a row. Yeah. So uh, the mother asked me if uh, her daughter can sit with me. Yeah. And she's probably like nine or ten. Oh like made a friend. Mhm. And so of course, like all children, they try to strike up a conversation about any and everything. Like whatever whatever <laughs> pops into their heads pops out of their mouths. Yeah. For children, they're like me. Mhm. So the first thing, as we're going into the darkness of the fucking tombstone Arizona town that eventually burns into ashes.
1: Mhm.
0: She's like, do you think this goes fast? Because I've been to Dollywood. Oh, no, child. No. (laughs) I've been to Dollywood before. I've never been to Dollywood before, but I've been to Tennessee like a hundred times. Yeah. It's like, whoa, a hundred times? I've only been like twice.
2: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. This makes the story of the ride even better. Because now it's like, take your daughter to work day, and the ineffective fireman is now <laughs> just talking shit with his daughter as the town
1: burns behind him. Like,
0: Dad, why can't
1: you put out the fire? No, Don't worry no, about no, it. No, How honey. many times have you been to the sea? Tell me. <laughs> and she's like, it,
0: then there's this one point where it gets, like, really dark right before uh, oh, you run yeah. into the train tracks. And she's like, oh, this is where it's going to go fast. This is where it's going to go
1: fast. Oh, I, I feel know bad for this child. Because, I mean, I'm sure at that point you've resigned yourself to the fact that this ride is going to suck ass. The child still has hope. <laughs> like, maybe something's going to happen. Yeah, I was just sitting
0: there. Yeah, it's going to go fast. It's going to go fast. That kid. I mean, it has... did go. It did go fast enough for her to be like, or for her to be like
1: ride scared. Oh yeah. But nobody actually screamed or anything. That kid has the same stupid optimism that Beavis and Butt have have when they listen to a Bon Jovi song. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, Beavis. The good part's coming up soon. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh man, man you, told, we got
2: the power to turn back time. <laughs>
1: Did I ever tell you about the um uh Winnie the Pooh ride at Disney? Oh, the one at Disney? God, that's a terrible <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the biggest fever dream of a like it's it's scary, but it's not. <laughs> Yeah. Because for those who have never been to Disney or who have not had the joy of riding the Winnie the Pooh ride, <laughs> the uh, story behind it is that the 100-acre wood is being flooded. Oh, and so it's not catching on
0: fire? Because I could deal with
1: that. Yeah, Blake, Blake the ineffective fireman can deal with it. But in, in this case, it's just flooding with water. And you see the 100-acre woods go to hell. Everything goes wrong. There's no solution to any... It's like living in Florida. There's just a bunch of rain for no apparent reason. A bunch oh, of wow. lightning that you're terrified of. And then the most terrifying like, part of the entire ride is you see an image of Pooh lying on the ground <laughs> motionless, <laughs> And then a... Ghost-like
2: figure of Pooh rises up and floats away from his body. And I remember (laughs) turning to Megan and going, I think Winnie
1: the Pooh just died. She's like, no, he's just sleeping. And I'm like, that's not what happens when you sleep. And then the next room you're introduced to can only be described as the world's worst acid trip. As you just see these horrifying images coming at you, something... One of them vapes, because it blew a smoke ring right at us. And then you Vape go. Vape Nation. Vape Nation, point 20. You go through all of that, only to come out on the other side and be like, eh, it stopped raining. Also, is not dead. This is, like, uh, spoilers. The, yeah, spoilers. Uh, It turns out rain happens. Deal with it. That's that's Could you basically. imagine being part of like a horrifying like tsunami or something and then having to go through that damn ride? Oh god. And then there at are a the lot of people told. in
0: Japan who never
1: want to be on that ride. Well, Blake Tanner, let me uh let me interrupt you for 1 minute just to tell all of our lovely listeners out there about a little website called patreon.com. If you like The BS we put out every week. If you love the BS, that's us, Blake and Scotty. If you love us, if you want to support us, if you want more of this in your ear holes every week, head on over to patreon.com slash aloadofbs and just donate whatever you can. A dollar a month, five dollars a month. Pay what you can. But we do have a few perks for you over there on the website if you donate certain amounts. If you donate a dollar, the end of the show, we'll call you out. Talk about you. Maybe Blake will talk shit. Um, if you pay $5, you will, once we reach our goal of $250, be entered into the BS subscription box where we just send you random bullshit every month. I'm not. I, I used to try to think about ways to pitch this as a good idea, and now I'm just like, look, we're just going to send you weird shit. Yeah. You're going to we- have to
0: deal with it. I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, because yeah. I don't foresee us crossing that bridge for a while.
1: Hey, have faith. Like Limp Biscuit and George Michael both said, you've got to have faith. I knew you were going to work fucking Limp Bizkit <laughs> into this podcast somehow. <laughs> and anyways, if you donate five right now, every week, the Blake, the Scotty, we're going to send you motivation like the rock. Straight videos, straight to your phone, telling you, hey, you can do it, whatever you whatever you want. If you've got a goal in life, you can achieve it, and we will get you there. We will motivate you. Blake will deadlift some shit and then <laughs> flip you off. I don't know. And then, of course, if you donate $25, we can have you on this little podcast yourself. You can design your entire segment, tell us what you want us to do, and you can come on, be our guest as they say at the Walt Disney Worlds.
0: Be our guest, be our guest. Man, I always wanted
1: to eat at that restaurant. Yeah, we're poor. And that's why you should go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Support us, support Blake to live his dream to one day eat at be our guest. That's all he wants in life. (laughs) You hear that? That's that's Uh tears. That's not laughter, that's him crying because he does not get to be anyone's guest. I just want, I just want to be welcomed by the candlestick man. But you know what, Blake, speaking of guests, we have a very special guest this week. A long time friend of the show. (gasps) Uh, (laughs) Did you get him? Oh, oh, yeah, It, it was a very tough get. Um... But, you know, everywhere he goes, people want to talk about his accolades. Everywhere he goes, they want to talk about him, his 16 championships he's won through his world many years. World championships. He is a 16-time world champion. They want to talk about that. They want to talk about his uh, beautiful daughter doing well right now. They want to talk about all the stuff about his career. But you know what? He's a man who's now living a, he's living a normal life. He actually just got engaged. uh so for the uh, Fifth time? For <laughs> look, we are not here to judge Blake. He's a good man, he's a great man. Oh no, man.
0: no, I'm not judging. I'm simply just trying to clarify. Oh yeah, of course. And then um uh,
1: actually I think I see uh, I think I uh, Oh Woo uh, Well
2: Big
1: R
0: How
2: are you doing?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the magnificent Rick Flair wheelin' Dealing, Dealing
2: kiss-stealing, son of a gun. Um, I,
0: I can't tell you how much of an honor it is to have you on our podcast. Big knowing-
2: man, big man, it is, the honor is all mine. I was sitting sittin at home, just laying around. The old Scott ran over here, gave me a old rig-a-ding and said, come on now. Come on down and be on A Load of Bees. A Load of Bees is my favorite show. Just make sure you don't put the bees on me. That's all I'm saying.
0: As, thanks, Rick. Yes, and you are listening to A Load of B.S. right now. What? Um,
2: it's A Load of Bees. Seen bees in the living room. Bees everywhere. Whoa. Exactly, Rick. Uh-oh. Uh,
1: Oh, also, Blake, I- I've got to go to the bathroom for a few. So if you could just handle all this, can you? If you got this? Okay, buddy. I know you said you had to do the dishes or something. Oh too, yeah, so. yeah. I'm
2: just, I'm just gonna go away for a few. If you, if you don't mind. All right. I- no, no worry about it, brother. Me and Blake, you got this show all wrapped up. Woo!
0: Yes, sir. Actually, I wanted to ask you a few questions, if that's all right, Rick. Oh, man,
2: see- shoot, the nature boy is here to answer all your questions. All right.
0: Uh, you know, you haven't been on TV for a while on any, uh, WWE programming. You just wanted to know, uh, what you've been up to since then.
2: Wood carving.
0: Oh, really? That's, that's terribly interesting.
2: What do you carve? Uh, nature boy bought himself a chainsaw. Bought himself 50 acres of land. Growing (laughs) him some trees and carving him some things. Earlier oh. today, carved a stick, and then I'm really working on a circle. The only nature boy is going to have, nature boy's going to make a heart for his lovely betrothed. I mean, oh. let me tell you something, man. Wood carving is the way to go. Woo! Um,
0: all right, Rick. How how far do you think until we start seeing some uh, life-size uh, Ric Flair wood carving.
2: Big man, I understand. I know where you're coming from. When you see the old Nature Boy on TV, you think he's, he's a kiss stealin', woo, wheelin', dealin', woo, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. I know you think the Nature Boy thinks it's all about me, but you know what? If I've learned <laughs> One thing over 50 years, it's that the important things are the ones you love. <laughs> and what's important is my daughter. What's important is my soon-to-be wife. So basically, the nature boy ain't worrying. About carving himself out of wood, what the nature boy worries about is having them by his side as he carves a beautiful heart. <laughs> oh, Rick! Whoa! Hey, how
0: you doing, big man? Oh. That was that was emotional, that was passionate, that was wonderful. Woo! Uh, you know, over many been.
2: years, I've been called one thing, and that's definitely passionate. Woo!
0: You are gosh damn right, Rick. I have to agree. Most passionate man in the business. Uh, actually, I also wanted to ask about some other things that I've heard you've been keeping yourself up with. Sure, I've heard big that, man. I've heard that you have been uh, playing the newest... Uh, Smartphone sensation, Pokemon Go.
2: Oh, big man, you have no idea what you were talking to is a level 32 pin Team Valor accepting Pokemon Go playing son of a gun. Woo!
0: Man, level 32, that's that's amazing, Rick.
2: You're damn right, big man. All day. You must Just have carving caught... wood and catching Pokemans.
0: Oh, that's that's wonderful, Rick. Uh, have you actually, uh, because these these guys have been rare, have you
2: caught a Pikachu yet? A what?
0: A Pikachu, you know.
2: Oh, P- big man, let me tell you something right now. The only time the old nature boy talks about Peek, what was it? Pika. Uh, uh, Pikachu. Pik- Pikachu. Only time Nature Boy says Pikachu is when he goes up to a pretty lady at the bar, and says, "Hey, girl, why don't you let the Nature Boy get a Pikachu?" Woo! Uh, the line works out of every time, Big Man. Take okay. notes.
0: R- Rick, I'm gonna send you a picture of a Pokemon, and I want I want you to tell me what it is. Then, okay?
2: All right, big man, bring them all. I catch Pokemon all day. So, Rick, here is the first Pokemon that I want you
0: to take a look at.
2: Oh, big man, I have caught several of those every single day. I know what you are showing me, and that is the Wiener Sponger. Whoa. Spon— Wienersp- You know, Rick, most people call that... Huh.
0: I've always heard it called the Caterpie.
2: Big man, look, you can say whatever you want, but don't worry about it. Nature boy knows his Pokemon. You
0: know, I trust you, Rick. Uh, that's the um uh, the the wiener
2: sponge. That is the wiener sponge. Do not slap through me, boy.
0: Alright, alright, Rick. Uh okay. I'ma send you another picture. I want you to tell me if you've caught it. Hey, don't worry of this about,
2: about it, my brother. Do whatever All right. you want.
0: You caught any of these guys?
2: Oh, the doggy grass. Oh, doggy grass is my number one poke man. My favorite, brother.
0: Oh, that's great. Actually, yeah, the the dog grass, or uh, as some people colloquially know it around
2: uh, here in Alabama,
0: the Bulbasaur.
2: Bulbasaur? Yes. Big man, let me tell you something. I went to the Dr. he took a look at the old nature boy. He found him a few Bulbasaurs, but, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. In fact, he said I had one down in the, uh, well, I call it the yarn, you know? The old enforcer dangling between the legs. Woo!
0: Yeah, we got you, Rick. Uh, yep. Then he gave Grass me dog. drugs. Grass dog. Okay. Okay, how about how about this one, Rick? Have you ever seen this this Pokemon? Oh, that's Greg.
2: Is Greg? Yep. That's all I know him by. Walked yep. right up to me, and said, "Nature boy, been a fan for many years. Name's Greg. I'd like to be caught in your pokeball."
0: You know, what? that's that's all I've heard them called too. Some people have these weird names for them, like a. charizard
2: oh Oh, big man no 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 that is greg no greg for years (laughs) all right
0: so this is a really popular pokemon i bet you've caught a ton of this pokemon
2: oh that is big man are you trying to fake out the old nature boy here you try to pull a little bit of the wool over my eyes, good big man. If you think the nature boy has never seen this Pokemon, you are batshit insane. I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. If right? you think the nature boy has never seen the rodent of the Amarillo Sunrise, you are absolutely crazy. Damn straight, it's a rodent. Yep. The rodent of the Amarillo Sunrise. Whoa! Oh, you see
0: many of those those rodents in Amarillo?
2: Big man, you know that nature boy don't live in Amarillo. Nature boy's all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. Whoa!
0: Repping the good old North Carolina. Okay, so we got the uh,
2: the Amarillo rodent. and. No, uh, or no. You have to say the full name. Rodent of the Amarillo Sunrise. Yeah, of Whoa. course.
0: Yeah, of course, how stupid of me, Rick. The Rodent of the Amarillo Sunrise. uh, Or as some people may know it, the Pikachu. Oh,
2: that's that made-up one you were talking about earlier.
0: Yep. Um, I really, you know, some people think of the damnedest names for some of these guys. They're preposterous I don't know like doesn't make any it doesn't even make any sense does it Pikachu you
2: damn right it's All them right. damn Japs
0: it I'm sorry what what what
2: don't no worry about it where's this next Pokemon
0: alright Rick I want you to take a look at this little guy tell mm. me uh, if you've ever seen this Pokemon
2: how dare you? Look, I only came down here because old Scott both said this show is a family friendly show. And you sent me these sack pornographic images. Mr. Mr. Tanner, it appears to me. How dare you send me this. This horrifying black house. Uh, I
0: also would have accepted Diglett. What? Diglett no. was what I was looking for.
2: Dicklet? Diglett? Diglett? It, big, it no. Big man, big man, you will be hearing for my lawyers. What you have sent today has put a stand on the flare name. What you have sent me has lessened my career. It's less than my daughters. It's less than everyone in the entire Flair family. This is a shame on you. A shame on Scott. As far as I'm concerned, this podcast is over. Because I am the nature boy. And you don't disrespect that. I am a 16-time world heavyweight champion. I'm a two time WWE Hall of Famer. And I am the best in this business. And you do not disrespect me.
0: So I assume. <laughs> that you see, Big didn't, Man? Uh, oh. You didn't like my little brown diglet?
2: Oh, Big Man, Big Man. You see, I'm in Orlando, Big Man. Scott flew me down just for this show, and I know there's a whole lot of ladies waiting to ride Space Mountain down here. So I don't need to be here for you. I don't need to be here for Scott. I am here as a favor to you. You remember that, big man, before you said such disrespect. You know what? Nature Boy is leaving. Never again will I be on this horrifying podcast. How dare you?
0: Wait, I didn't even send you the picture of
1: the three of them stuck together. Blake, what happened? I just got done doing the... Rick?
0: Rick? 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 I don't think Rick knows what Pokemon are.
1: Man, what the hell did you do?
0: Well, I started asking him about some Pokemon names, and then I showed him my little brown Diglett. Oh, God. Damn
1: it, Blake. What if I told you about showing people that? He didn't even listen to the video. <sighs> uh, well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is uh, not without error. As definitely apparent by Blake's flub with flair. Um, and that being said, um, Blake, you remember when we tried to record our pilot and it didn't record? Yep. Yeah, it happened again. Uh, Two times. (laughs) It happened two times in a row. We're the worst. Uh. Um, That being said, uh, we did record, however, uh, WrestleMania 1962 Part 2 because it is quite honestly the greatest piece of literature me and Blake have ever heard in our lives. And so uh, what we're going to do for this next segment is actually take you guys back in time. Just a little, uh, to a few days prior when me and Blake actually got to read this beautiful piece out to you, our audience. Um, And so before me and Blake sign off and let you guys listen to us talk about bullshit, uh, let me just remind you. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Give us your money because we love you. And we kind of deserve it. And also... You'd be surprised how much it costs to get Flair on this podcast. It might end up costing a lot more, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, did he say something about a lawsuit? Possibly. Great, awesome. Um, but it's just going
0: to give us more exposure, so it's, uh... you damn right. Any publicity is good publicity. I'm also glad that you've taken over all the advertisements and I would just like to let all of our beautiful viewers know that the more we advertise Patreon and the more money you give us through Patreon the less we will have to advertise everything else because I know you don't want to hear about the newest Chevy Subaru Impala or whatever Impala
1: Impala Uh, the only thing we want to be sponsored by are you beautiful people out there and maybe Mike's Hard Lemonade because I'll be damned if Mike's doesn't already sponsor this podcast in a different way
0: Mm mm-hmm or Dollar Shave Club, except they just got bought out, so
1: maybe not even Dollar Shave Club. Alright, anyways, enjoy WrestleMania 1962, as read by me two days before, while also Blake was really sick.
0: Yeah, I couldn't talk.
1: As much as I'd like to make this uh, a different fan fiction every week, I feel like we struck gold, Blake Tanner. We struck gold. With WrestleMania in 1962.
0: Jesus, I'm still wrapping my head around that one.
1: And I refuse. I think it it would be a sin to our viewers and a sin against ourselves as men if we do not get through this entire 17-damn-part series. Actually, why don't you give us a synopsis of what happened last week, since you were listening. Okay. So...
0: JFK okay. is a douchebag who hates yep. wizards and has figured out that if you shoot them in three places at the same time, they die. So JFK has been cleansing the world of wizards. Yep. JFK is Wizard Hitler.
1: <laughs> also, so <laughs> there's, there's Johanna Cena, who is definitely not female John Cena.
0: Definitely not with her female robot
1: lover. Robatu sama. Robatu sama. If you guys are confused, um, this is legitimately what we've read. We've mm-hmm. read JFK knows exactly how to kill a wizard. We've read. Oh, him, and I, that Voldemort is the good guy apparently. Voldemort trying to is kill a very, JFK. Voldemort is a very good guy, and uh, he's in love with his secretary. Yep. So, now that you're all caught up, and I'm sure you all truly understand, uh, let's begin WrestleMania 1962. Uh, Chapter 4. I'm feeling lazy for this chapter, so I'll make it this one paragraph. It's a big revelation. Harry Potter's the reincarnation of JFK. He ends up changing his mind about wizards while he's dead. I'm sure I'll remember to explain this later. That's it. (laughs) That's chapter four. One of the (gasps) biggest revelations in the entire piece of shit damn fanfiction. Oh my god. Is that Harry Potter is the reincarnation of JFK and the asshole who wrote it didn't even bother to make a long ass paragraph about it.
0: They just shat it right out there for you. Just shat
1: that fact out at us. Uh, Now to chapter five. Oh good, this one's actually (laughs) not a sentence. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay hold on i like how he described it as a paragraph but it was just two sentences uh,
1: chapter five Ch- john e- john fitzgerald kennedy strode into the Pentagon. the security teams quickly got out of his way morning bill john said to a man he had never met didn't recognize and would never see again and got the name of wrong he walked to sector 12A and reached elevator 12A8. He got in, sang the secret tune, pressed the secret keys and the secret combination on the secret keypad and said his secret waifu's name. Not the name of his actual wife, but his waifu, who I don't dare name. Waifu. Thank you. Not waifu. Like I'm on my sixth, fifth, fifth, I'm on my fifth, and, uh, Thank you for translating this Japanese shit for me. The elevator Um, accelerated downwards and shortly stopped again. He was in the basement of the Pentagon, where not even the most intrusive Soviets dared venture when spying, since he had covered all the walls in pornography to deter them. So wait, the Reds hate porno? Man, that's why you're an American, Blake. Cold
2: blood. I'm proud to be an American. (laughs) we at least I know I'm free. At least it. I know
1: I've got porn. He walked down the long hall of pornography plastered concrete walls, trying to remember why kids like cinnamon toast crunch. Until he reached the now all of the, what I'm about to say is in all caps, so this is a very important thing you need to remember. The big old door at the end of the secret hall copyright. It was so important that he had to capitalize every word in it, including conjunctions and articles, and add a copyright sign. Even the book knew it needed to tell me how important this shit is. Wizards, son of a bitch, wizards hated copyrights, and he knew it. (laughs) Open her up! Kennedy yelled to the microphone sitting on a podium right next to the door placed there for dramatic effect in case anyone ever wrote a crappy story about him like this one. The door clanked and whooshed, gears spun and surfaces grinded, and the clutch in the Secretary of State's car gave out just as the warranty expired. Behind the door, a large metallic foot was revealed, and by that, it really, really looked like an actual gigantic foot. As if it had been covered in chrome, only this was actually made of mostly aluminum and fiberglass. Kennedy looked up and once again saw his scientist's creation. A gigantic, 70 foot 4 inches, tall, shiny, silvery robot that looked disturbingly like a... Looked disturbingly like a naked man. Minus genitalia. Aww. God, that thing looks creepy, said John. Why the hell did I hire people to give it aesthetics anyways? It looks like some guy got silver paint dumped on him and hydraulic pistons glued onto his major joints. It was indeed a pretty creepy looking robot. Unfortunately, this was the 1960s and the robot did most certainly not have the abilities to match. It had no weapons but its arms and legs and could barely stand up. During an early test, they realized they had to reinforce it when the entire thing collapsed and incinerated itself in a battery fire after trying to jump the oh damn <laughs> the damn thing ran really hot too. They had began operating begin- they had to begin operating it with a controller in the head because the only one they tried putting into the body ended up going insane from the heat and accidentally killed himself when he tried to use a robot arm to tear open the robot's chest He melted. The tear open the chest part worked, but he forgot not to clench his fist after doing so. Nobody ever found his pelvis. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Kennedy, said Rugert Vaughn, who was most certainly not a former Nazi scientist. They have finally completed every single test, and the robot performs magnificently.
0: Wait, wait, is his name just Rugert Vaughn? Yeah. Rugert von Nada? <laughs> Ruger von blank?
1: Ruger, Ruger, Ruger von redacted? Kennedy decided not to ask anything about or mention Rugert's fake German accent. Good, he said. It was 3 a.m. Can we do a field test in the morning? Do you mean. Oh, wait, hold on. Do you mean? asked Rugert, who had forgotten to use a fake German accent. That we kill a wizard? Rogert, we've been working on this for one and a half years. Of course I mean that. You're
0: fucking JFK. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It started out as like, okay, you're just doing like half-hearted. Oh, look at this steel titanium thing. And then it just developed into, it started out as JFK, but then it turned into Amish Granddad real
1: quick. (laughs) Well, hurry up. Okay. The monstrosity started up with the demonic rumble. Oh my gosh. So, for our listeners, JFK now has a giant robot that kills wizards. What the the hell? hell. What the hell is this shit? What is our life? What
0: is this shit? What is our life?
1: What what is this shit? What is this? (laughs) Chapter six. Oh, God. Voldemort waited in the shadows of a barn somewhere in Kentucky. Voldemort was, uh, what was the voice for Voldemort? Oh, I don't... Oh, a Skeletor. (laughs) Yes, damn, he thought. I really need to go to the bathroom, and I haven't seen that satanic cult anywhere. How to I uh, how how to I summon? Uh, how do I
2: summon? Yeah, no, this? no, no. no.
1: This it's not do. It's two. How, how to do I, summon? I summon? An ancient magical girl superhero team. If I have nobody who knows how to ask Satan for help, it's like I can't catch a break. Oh well, at least Susan agreed to come here with me. As long as we don't make any noise, any listening members of the government won't know I'm here and I won't have to. Wow, Christ, on a bike, is that a Jersey cow? I've never seen one before now. Susan exclaimed at what... Se- You're a piece of shit, Susan. Exclaimed at what seemed to be an already stressed and on edge Voldemort, like at full volume. Look, Lord Voldemort, this one is beige. Did you know that the females usually weigh 400 to 500 kilograms, according to Wikipedia, despite the fact that Wikipedia does not exist yet? But the male, (laughs) at least they're like thinking about it, but the males can weigh 540 to 820 kilograms. Oh, God, I didn't know she knew anything about cows, Voldemort thought. This is a huge risk.
0: Now it just sounds like a half-assed Monarch impersonation.
1: I'm the Monarch! I'm the Monarch! I'm curious to why her knowing about cows is a huge risk. Cows are uh, copyright, actually. <laughs> he took... He looked at the fifth cow on the right. I bet it's your fault, fifth cow on the right. Steal my senpai, will you? Ah, cadaver you dead! When this is done, you... You, uh, cow! Yeah, you're a cow! Literally! Ha ha! Oh! I'm... man, I'm committing to this. Oh, hey, Voldemort! Your friends are here! Cheered his assistant. Voldemort turned to see a collection of hoods and robes, and black and red fills, borders and patterns. Except, of course, for Jerry, standing in the back, who forgot it was Thursday and had his green and blue robes instead.
0: Fucking Jerry! Piece of
1: shit! Jerry... Jerry, Whatever, Jerry... The rest of them didn't mind, though. Everyone makes mistakes. They were a very accepting satanic cult. Hey, man, are you okay? You look pretty pale. Also, is your nose missing? Said Roger, who had drawn the longest straw and got to be leader for the day and choose where they had lunch. (laughs) Yes and yes. So you're okay, despite your missing nose? "Yes," replied Voldemort again. "Uh, sure," continued Roger. Hmm. "So, are you the guy? Voldemort?" Voldemort stood still for 5 seconds. "Yes," he said. "Oh. Did you have to count that one out. <laughs> I did." "Oh, good." "So, uh, who did you want to summon? Something about boats or not boats, but sailors?" But also not sailors, it's just a name. Seamen! (laughs) Voldemort suggested, I am referring to a team of magical girl superheroes lost to the sands of time, known as the the Powerpuff Girls. Close, actually. The Sailor Scouts. They should be able to help me defeat and or kill John F. Kennedy, who plans to kill all wizards. Ah, replies the day's leader. I see. So it would be also beneficial to us to help, because that means he wants to kill us in our satanic cult, too, right? Mm, Yes, said the Dark Lord. (laughs) Also, don't stand in the open door like that. It's, like, super obvious you're here. You should come inside. The multitude of darkly clad devil worshippers filed into the barn as Voldemort and Susan closed the doors and latched them. The cult looked at the intricate series of recursive pentagrams and other shapes inside each other and were very impressed indeed. Voldemort had obviously studied. Voldemort had obviously studied. The Dark Lord Voldemort. <laughs> this particular design wasn't even discovered until the Dark Wizard Mordicus created it on accident in the midst of an amphetamine-fueled raids trip. The Dark oh, Wizard Mordicus? You remember, you remember Mordicus? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Rick. (laughs) Oh, jeez, Rick. I don't don't know if it's going to be a good idea for us to cast any more spells. I I don't know if I can can be a dark wizard, Rick. Uh, Just go uh, along with it, Mordekus. It won't be long until we're the uh, most powerful wizards of all time. Anyways, in that case, he, Mordekus, hello, had uh, accidentally spilled a bottle of Tylenol on it and cured his addiction. Hold on. Like, I'm not going to lie, I'm five bottles in, so I'm not exactly sure what the hell's going on.
0: Man, you're reading the words. Man,
1: I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'm just reading this shit. I don't know what I'm saying. What addiction? Has has this mentioned an addiction before?
0: No, nobody's addicted to anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) His wife had already left, of course, so Mordecai's had plenty of time to document and study the shape and behavior of the new design. Oh, uh, what the hell is going on? I'm reading it and I'm confused.
0: Okay, I think we need to call it after this chapter. I'm so...
1: So, no, no, no. It looks like Voldemort's wizard temple has intricate designs that were formed by a guy named Mordekus who's on amphetamines but is no longer addicted to them. And then a son of a bitch. Voldemort and Susan donned their cloaks to match everyone. But Jerry, the piece of shit who as stated before, had not known it was Thursday. They and the cult dumped lamb's blood, burning bar stools and severed toes from what they knew not into the pentagram plus ornamentation. Voldemort looked through storage chest number five and realized something. We don't have a satanic Bible, he blurted out, worried. (laughs) Oh, no worries, said Stephen. You can do a chant from any book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I just read ahead. They all worked for this one, really. Voldemort got out the nearest book he could find. It was just another one of his trashy teen vampire romance novels, which he didn't really need or anything. And had nothing to hide about because he had absolutely no idea what was going on in one of the chests he brought to the barn. He read the first two sentences and was cut short when Bill Projectile vomited in disgust. Voldemort <laughs> decided that that was enough and threw the book into the fire made of burning stools just as the procedure required. They all stood back and shouted YOLO McSwagons. <laughs> <laughs> collectively, and watch the light show as the summoning ritual proceeded on its own. So, to catch everyone up, JFK, who has actually reincarnated Harry Potter, has a... No, giant... no, JFK
0: is eventually reincarnated into Harry Potter, isn't he?
1: I, I mean, I I would just I don't know, dude. I'm reading the same shit you are. I thought it had...
0: Ah, uh, Jesus
1: robots right and so robot. he he has a giant robot now voldemort has got demon worshipers summoning something now oh chapter seven is not that long and since chapter four wasn't long do we want to skip ahead a little bit yeah okay chapter seven so john f kennedy Plus various scientists and assistants were strolling across the near East Coast countryside and the giant robot that sat right there in the uncanny valley. <laughs> I like that description it
0: looked, that's that's clever
1: It looked sort of human but was all silver and had weird pistons and big windows for eyes and a piloting area in its head. Boom, I'm not just making weird noises. this is part of the okay. They continued to walk along, looking for the odd wizard to kill. "'Hopefully,' Kennedy thought, "'I can start the death sometime soon. "'Letting these jokers get away is not an option.'" "'Crunch!' The team in control of the robot heard the sound of splintering wood and looked down. He lifted the foot and saw a house in the corpse of a man in orange robes. A wizard!' He exclaimed in his... He
2: was a wizard.
1: He exclaimed in his brain mind. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where they hide inside buildings. (laughs) Kennedy relayed this new information to the team by way of his mouth hole. This guy just gave no shits. (laughs) He did not give a single solitary shit while writing.
0: I feel as if he's just gone off the rails at this point. Uh, He's really putting that brain-mind to good use.
1: They performed a few scans and began finding the nearest man-made structures. I'll find them, Kennedy thought. Those tricksters think they can hide. Not when they're so obvious. What?
0: The nearest nearest buildings being something also known as the city of Detroit.
1: Yeah, literally. (laughs) It's like anything... Any building ever, JFK is like, you know what? Let's go for this. We can take it out.
0: As wizards in Detroit, we have to stop them. That's
1: my favorite Kid Rock song, Wizards in Detroit. You know, it's just... You know, this is a really smartly written thing. Because, you know, all other books, Blake, all other books have black and white. You've got a good guy... You've got a bad guy. In this story, you pick your own sides. Do we go with history? Do we go with JFK? Do we say he is our protagonist? Or maybe Voldemort, who is showing a softer side. Perhaps Voldemort's true self could perhaps be the protagonist of this story. Or what of Johanna Cena? She's just a young girl who's definitely not John Cena. (laughs) Perhaps she is our protagonist. Or perhaps I've had way too many Mike's hot lemonades tonight.
0: Uh, it's just left me speechless from my mouth hole.
1: You really like, my, you really like mouth hole and brain mind, don't you?
0: Those are, those are my quotes of the night.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I, I lost it earlier just reading chapter four. Chapter four is very, very what the hell is going on. What the hell? There's no Johan I'm, I'm sorry, I'm reading ahead to Chapter 8, which, if anyone in our audience would like to hear Chapter 8, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, because Blake Tanner, we're legit. We're too legit to quit, my man, because we now have iTunes. You can subscribe to us on iTunes.
0: We have an iTunes. We-
1: JFK has declared it to be true. We have us. And iTunes, where if you want, you can go subscribe. You can rate us and how good we are. We are on Stitcher. Rate us. Listen to us there. I don't know what Stitcher is. (laughs) Well, Blake, uh, good work for that. And we're actually on TuneIn, which means all of you Amazon Fire owners out there or Amazon Alexa, all you have to do is say, Alexa, play me a load of BS. Alexa. What the fuck is that? Oh, do you not know about... uh,
0: I know what Alexa is. You
1: can talk to her, you can tell her to play a load of BS, and she will play it for you. You can ask her about the weather, you can ask her anything you want. She'll give you some info. Uh,
0: But more importantly, ask her to play you a load of BS.
1: Ask Alexa to play you a load of BS. Now, Blake Tanner, I think we're winding down, so tell me, sir, what have you learned this week?
0: I've learned that Joanna Cena appears um, about as much as John Cena does on Raw nowadays.
1: Oh, and he just got drafted. He's never gonna be back. Nope. That's what happened. Joanna Cena got drafted
0: to Raw, to a ra- better-
1: no, the she got down. to a better fan fiction. <laughs> uh.
0: um,
1: I have learned to let Blake have his space on vacation and to not worry about the seven towels on the ground when I walk into the bathroom the next day.
0: There's a reason I request my own bed on vacation.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Please, for the love of God, I'm kidding. <gasps> or am Blake's
1: I? not kidding, and that's been a load of BS for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been the S, Scotty Moe.
0: And I'm the b b b b b b b b b b Blake Tanner. if Tenor. you flip
1: that around, you get the BS, and me and him, well, we are a load of BS, and we will see
2: you beautiful people next week. Who you gonna call? Blake, Blake- Tanner!
0: And and Scotty Blake and Scottie. Blake and Podcast.
2: Big Red, I'm starting okay. to get the sense that the production value on a load of bees isn't exactly the best.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Rick, we take our production values very seriously. Woo!